to Sorry, We're Booked, a podcast where two friends talk about books they love, books they hate, and everything in between. My name is Samantha. And my name is Dylan. In our first few episodes, we talked about our favorite books and our favorite films, so you guys can get to know us a little bit. Um, But today, since it is a bookish podcast and it is the beginning of the year, we thought we would talk about the dreaded TBR. Um, We're going to talk about how we're going to tackle it, how big or small ours are, and some of the books we've had the longest, because I know I have a lot that I've had for way too long, and the ones we are most excited to get to. So before we start, I have some news I found out as I was preparing to record. And I am I, so excited for this news, by the way. I, I was telling her about it before we before we started, and I really hope that you are excited as much as I am. So, do you remember a book by Taylor Adams called No Exit? Yes, I loved that book. It was one of my favorite thrillers that I read that year. Did you know that Hulu was putting out an adaptation next month of it? I had absolutely no idea that that was happening. Are you serious? Is it like a series or is it a film? I'm pretty sure it's a film. Okay. Um, It's coming out. I actually have an article right here. I think it is coming out... Um, February 25th. That is super close. I'm really interested to see how they do that because the that book, one of the reasons that I loved it so much is because it was very claustrophobic. It takes place mm-hmm. all in one night in one place. It's extremely claustrophobic and like you're like, oh my God, what is actually happening? Like it was so, it was just so good. Oh my gosh. I am really excited. Um, I am pretty picky when it comes to my thrillers. And that is a book, a thriller, that I, like, genuinely enjoy a lot. So I'm really excited. Um, For our international listeners, because I know we have a few, um, it's going to be on Disney Plus and Star Plus on the same day. I don't know what Star Plus is, but apparently it's going to be on there on February 25th as well. So... I've never heard of Star Plus either, but that is super exciting. Yeah, I'm so excited. The whole thing with film adaptation or book adaptation to film and series lately, Mm -hmm. there have been some really great things coming out. So I'm sure that as the year continues to go on, we're going to be having a lot more news about things like this. I'm just surprised I've never heard of it happening because, I mean, it's coming out next month. So maybe they just didn't do a lot of planning, like a lot of advertising for it or something. But I feel like I've barely heard anything about this movie. So... Same, but I don't think that there was even like I know in within bookish communities that was a much talked about book. Like it, it is very well loved. Like I would say nine times out of ten, whenever you're looking at like thriller, you know, favorite thriller list, like that book is on people's list, you know. But I don't think that it had like the sales numbers that like say Woman in the Window and, it's and not Girl a on the Train and stuff did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, right, right. Um, But I think that's probably why we didn't hear like as much as far as like publicity and stuff goes. But I'm pumped. That's super exciting. I'm very excited. Maybe we'll do, maybe we'll do a mini-sode about it. We'll see. Maybe we'll talk about it somewhere. I think it'd be a really fun, fun adaptation to, to, to do. So maybe I'll read it too. So I can remember what happens. It's been a been a while. Yep. It's definitely been a minute, but those are like the best thriller rereads when you don't, you forget what happens and you read it and it's almost brand new. Yes, I know. I'm so excited. So um, before we get into the nitty gritty and really talking about our TBRs, um, we are going to be going through our usual and talking about our current reads, what we've currently been reading, what we've currently been watching. Um, Do you want to go first or do you want me to uh, go first? I have quite a lot, so I'll go ahead and get it over with. I've been a very... (laughs) Very busy bitch when it comes to movies and books so far. This we year. love, we love a busy bitch. Tell me all about it. Am I behind on my Goodreads goal already? Yes, but like gorgeous, gorgeous girls don't read as much as they should. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I read five books so far this month, which for me is like a decent amount. I have mm-hmm. one DNF. So let's just go ahead and talk about the DNF. Okay. 
because I'm very disappointed. Have you ever heard of Anya Out of Order? This is by Margarita Monsamore. Never heard of that in my life. I was really excited for this one because I love a time travel, like time loop story. It's about this woman who every year for her birthday, she ends up as a different age in her life. And I thought it was gonna be really interesting, but I got like 20 pages in and it's boring as fuck. I did find a, a five star this month. So I guess it kind of made up for that. So my five star is called The Drowning. This is by JP Smith. This is- oh. Oh, that was yeah. the one that I told you to read, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I had Sam um, pick my next read a, a few weeks ago, and this is what she picked. You did it, girl. You did it. Shout out to me. This is basically about this man who he was a um, swimming coach at this summer camp, and he gets mad at this boy and, like, basically makes the boy be stranded, like, in the middle of the lake, and he can't swim. He goes to, like, dinner with the other counselors. He forgets about this boy, and he comes back, and the boy is gone. So this follows him like 20 years later. He's like this big like businessman. He's really rich. He's like an asshole. And um, (laughs) he has reasons to believe that the boy is back and then he's wanting revenge. So kind of like Friday the 13th. Yes. It's very Friday the 13th ish, which. Okay. Yeah. I think you would really enjoy this. Um, I love a good like shitty main character. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want, like, a nice, like, main character. I want him to be, like, a rude bitch or whatever. So I am very happy I read this, and I will pick up more from this author. We got a one-star, White Lies. This is by Jeremy Bates. This is about a woman who, she is a teacher at a school, and she believes that another teacher is also, is, like, a psychopath, which mm-hmm. I thought that sounded pretty interesting. But somehow, Jeremy Bates made this be, like, one of the most boring books I've ever read. So That is so disappointing. Yeah, and unfortunately, I don't really have much to say on it. It was just a really fucking terrible book. As far as movies, um, I watched a lot of Scream. Ghostface is on my screen a lot this month. As it should be. Yes. So as you guys probably know, the new Scream came out this month, and I saw it opening night, and I proceeded to watch it four more times after that. (laughs) I really enjoyed it. I gave it four out of five. It's like my third favorite in the series. And then I also ended up watching the original... I think two times this month. I watched Scream 4 twice, and then I watched 2 and 3 one time. Ghostface has just been in my life a lot, a lot this month. Yeah, yeah, I would say so, absolutely. We are going to be doing a little mini-sode on the Scream franchise coming up sometime in the future after Sam can watch the third and fourth and the fifth one. But we're going to be talking about the the franchise as a whole and um, the fifth one in pretty depth, so... I'm excited for that. Oh, yeah, I did my MCU marathon. I started that this month. How is that going? I've seen 12 MCU movies. Oh, God, 12. Yeah, we're about halfway through. Um, we're on Captain America's Civil Civil War. I don't know why I can't talk. It's okay. Um, what are words? And- words are hard. <laughs> I'm liking them so far. I've seen most of them, but we're we're almost to the point where it's like Black Panther and like Black Widow and um, like all the Spider-Man movies, which is like, that's my favorite era of mcu or phase or whatever Mm -hmm. so we're not to the good part yet but i mean we we are but my favorites are coming up so i'm excited and lastly i have a lot i'm sorry you are fine euphoria is back okay (laughs) which i I have seen you need to it's so good it's so good i have seen the the first season three times now i think and the um second season is three episodes in and it's decent so far. It's not as good as most second seasons are. It's still entertaining. It's a basically Degrassi with sex and drugs. So, okay. <laughs> and, and Zendaya, which I don't know what more you could ask for. Right. So, Sam, what have you read? What have you watched? Are you even busy too? Um. Yeah. So, um, I came down with the plague uh, this week. And it's been the actual worst. Um, As such, I have had time on my hands to read and to watch films and the like. So um, this is actually the first episode that we're recording in the new year. Um, So, so far this month, I have finished 10 books. I'm not going to talk about all those books. Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) I told you I have had time on my hands. Um, I'm only going to like highlight two that I really enjoyed. If you are interested in all the books that I have read, you absolutely can find me on Goodreads. All of that, all links and stuff are in show notes. So follow our letterboxed 
too. Yes, she's that too. Getting into it. If you don't know what Letterboxd is, it's like Goodreads for movies. So we had a whole conversation about it last night because, you know, like I'm dumb and I can't figure out how to work stuff. So it's fine. <laughs> so uh, two highlights so far this month for me as far as reading have been. Um, the first one is Ariadne by uh, Jennifer Saint, um, which this is actually one of my uh, what are what are they called? What's the word? <laughs> Um, like this is like one of my hyper focuses right now. Um, hyper fixation. That's Ooh. the word. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Um, Greek mythology. Love, love Greek mythology so much. Um, and this is the story of Ariadne, um, who was one of the wives of Dionysus. Um, think very much like, oh my God, what is her name? Madeline Miller. Kind of like. Yes. Uh, Circe. Song of Achilles or whatever. Yeah. Song of Achilles, yeah. which is yeah, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. But um, if you've ever read Circe, which is like a character study of Circe, like this is very much the same thing. Um, Definitely super feminist take, um, beautiful writing. She was a figure in mythology that I wasn't super familiar with. So it was nice to read a story about a character that I wasn't super familiar with because I tend to gravitate towards the same characters or you see a lot of the same characters Mm -hmm. being written over and over and things like that so um definitely would recommend that one and then the second one that I want to highlight and I've actually already talked about this I think on both episodes of the podcast because it was it was just released like literally just released and I finally got to it um such a pretty smile by Christy Demeester so that if you have forgotten or if you're unfamiliar, it's a book about a serial killer who is taking young girls, but there's a lot more going on than you would, you know, originally think. Also, feminist as fuck. Uh, very gruesome at points. There's some blood and just it's there's some spots that are pretty intense again really excellent writing um it's told in dual timelines which i'm a big fan of dual timelines personally um you have the before and then you have the now and it's really about you know the t- i feel like the title of the book kind of says it all because as women we're so often told like oh you would be such prettier or you'd be so much prettier if you smiled more well how about fuck you and that's kind of like the whole thing of the book so really really good highly recommend um again i'm so excited for that book yeah it's definitely um definitely worth reading do you do the audio or the physical i actually had the e-arc so oh, okay. i finally got to it <laughs> so yes um which is funny because i didn't get to it until it had you know like actually released so we love but it's fine that's how it goes for me most of the time i'm not gonna lie <laughs> always always so since i also have had the plague and sometimes I haven't been able to like focus on words. Um, I have definitely been doing a lot of um, watching. Mainly, I've been actually watching a shit ton of true crime documentaries. <laughs> like that's been like my background noise as I'm like fucking off on my phone or whatever. Like just, you know, like yeah. scrolling Instagram, like that's been my background noise. But there have been some things that I have watched that I have actually paid attention to. Um, and one of which, and this is like so fucking on brand for me, like it really is. There is a three hour documentary on Shutter. okay? Oh, it's three. God. It's okay. like three and a half hours. Yes. About folk horror. Okay. Folk horror is probably my favorite subgenre of horror ever. Yeah. It's very you. Yeah. Right. Like dark fairy tales, folk horror. It's like very much my brand. Um, but it's called Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched. And uh, like, it's it's split up into sections. So like, I did not watch it all at one time, because that was just like a little bit too much for me to like, sit and focus. But it was really fascinating. And it was really comprehensive, because it does start with like, you know, kind of the beginning of folk horror, you know, its origins in like the UK and things like that. It does like touch on like, certain tropes that just need to go and die such as the ancient indian burial ground and you know like things of that like those origins and you know like it talks about folk horror around the world like it was just it was really really good and i literally have a list of at least 25 films to watch just from watching that documentary (laughs) so that's why i was asking about letterboxd because i was like how am i going to keep track of all of this other than the notepad in my phone so so i watched that documentary and then again i've just watched like some random like horror movies again if you're interested in seeing exactly what i've watched you can follow me on letterboxd and you can see that but um the only other movie that i watched that like is really sticking with me i watched this a couple days ago was eve's bayou um and that was released in 1997 
Um, I thought it was a horror film. I had always been told that it was a horror film, and it it really isn't. It's definitely more of like a thriller. It has a little bit of a supernatural twist to it. You could also almost consider it folk horror because it has a lot to do with the folk lore from the area. Um, It's a family drama. It's about a black family in Louisiana in the 60s. But the core of the story, there's like a little bit of like voodoo and stuff involved. And the very beginning, like the film opens with I was... 10 years old the summer I killed my dad like that's literally like one of the first things that you hear so it is a family drama um, but it's really about like the secrets lies and like memories and like how memories can kind of change into what we would rather believe rather than like what actually happened and like how we bear the consequences of that because you're watching like as events unfold within this family and then it turns out that things that you thought happened didn't really happen and you know like it's just it's a movie that I keep thinking about like it's been a couple of days since I've watched it but I keep thinking about it I yeah that was the only other movie that I wanted to like highlight because again like I have still been thinking about this I think about this movie at least once a day right now what are you currently reading what's what's going on currently um so currently reading I am finishing up right now Goblin by Josh Mallerman and um it's not going good it's it is a novel in six novellas but it's like centered around this town called goblin right and like the the prologue or the first story it was like oh okay this could be interesting the first story was like oh okay like i i can maybe get down with this and then everything after that was just like what the fuck is this the third story has the ancient indian burial ground trope and i'm like why in the year of our lord 2022 why are we still using this? Like, it's not like you're reading Pet Cemetery, which was published in, you know, like the 70s or early 80s, whenever the fuck that was published. Like, this was written in 2021. There's no need. There really is no need. Absolutely not. So, like, just reading that absolutely put me off of that story. But then it's like, you put these little, like, nuggets of information that could potentially be really interesting, but you don't expand upon those things. You're focusing on the things that I literally don't give a shit about. Mm -hmm. Like, and I wanted the stories to connect more than they did. Like, you're telling the story of a town, but, like, nothing is intertwining. And I just, I'm on the last story, so. Maybe it'll all come together in the end. That's one of the reasons that I don't DNF books is because, like, that has happened to me before. Like, where I get most of the way through a book and I'm like, mm, I don't know about this. Like, this could be not great. And then you get to the end and you're like, oh, actually, this was really fucking good. Like, everything makes sense now. Holy shit. No, I don't think that that's going to happen with this, to be completely honest. And honestly, when it comes to Josh Mallerman, like I read Bird Box and I loved it. And I'm pretty sure you did too. Yeah, I did. I read the sequel too, yeah. which I'm is pretty ass. sure you were, it's a cash grab and I knew it was going to be a cash grab and that's exactly why I didn't read it. But I read Bird Box and absolutely loved it. To this day, it remains one of like my favorite horror thrillers. Same. Everything that I have read by him subsequently, with the exception of The House at the Bottom of the Lake, I found to be very just okay, if not on the bad side i hate to say it but i think bird Which box is, was like his like peak yeah i'm i'm starting to think that that could potentially be the case um yeah i'm just i haven't been impressed with anything that i read and i i really wanted to like this i love the cover the cover is beautiful but again i'm not i am not impressed and i think that this might be my last it sucks because the one that i read before this was house of the bottom of the lake and i actually did like that it gave me very like saturday night ghost club Mm -hmm. vibes i don't know which one was published first if i'm being honest but regardless um like that one was actually pretty decent and then this one just i don't know that i'll ever make myself read anything by him I think that I've about given him all the chances that I can give but so I'm finishing that one up because I am a what's the word completionist I'm a completionist yes I am a completionist and I have to finish books and I was going to start the one by John Morris Mm -hmm. last night but (laughs) I haven't started that yet I will be starting that tonight for sure though so I'm so excited oh my gosh if you hate it that's gonna be so awkward I don't think that I'm gonna hate it like I don't I don't think that I've seen anybody hate it yet I haven't either um if you guys don't know if you didn't listen to her first episode it is one of my favorite books of all time so I'm very excited for you to read it. Um, But that's what I'm currently reading. What are you currently reading? So I am actually um, currently reading The Golden Couple, which is by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen on audio. I got the the NetGalley audio. I snagged that. 
Yes. And I am not very far. I haven't had a lot of time to listen to audiobooks recently, but I'm excited for it. I'm really excited for it. I'm hoping to get it done before it comes out. I'm really excited because I love all the books I've read by them so far. Even if I don't love yep. them, they're always entertaining. So that's all I really ask for. I am reading Camp by Elsie Rosen. This is a queer YA like summer camp story. He wrote this book called Jack of Hearts and Other Parts. And it came out, I think, two I years ago. I heard that, yeah. That was actually one of my favorite YA books I've ever read. It was really good. And I'm not like a YA lover these days, unfortunately. But um, I'm, I'm really enjoying this one. And I'm also reading The One by John Mars. I decided uh-huh. to read it. Buddy um, Reed. Yes, I figured I would read it with Sam because it's been about a year since I read it and I really miss the story. So, All right, so what are you going to be reading or um, watching next? What is next on your agenda? As far as reading, I don't know because mm-hmm. I usually will do monthly TBRs, but I did not do one this month. So I have no fucking idea what I'm going to read next. But as okay. far as watching, um, tomorrow... This movie called The Fallout comes out on HBO Max. So it stars Jenna Ortega, who's like one of my favorite new actresses. And she is actually in this new screen movie. She's one of the leads. And this follows this girl who she um, is grieving after a school shooting. And that's all I really know about it. Yikes. And I've been very excited for it. The new Texas Chainsaw comes out next month, which I'm very excited about. It comes out on Netflix. So I kind of want to go through and watch all of the Texas Chainsaw movies again, mm-hmm. which, I mean, it technically is only a sequel to the first one. So I only have to rewatch the first one, but I'm also a completionist and I like to have a ranking of series for some reason. So you never know when you'll need a Texas Chainsaw ranking to pull out in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> I, I'm thinking I might try to to watch those before that comes out. So we'll as see. a horror film fan, though, like that is actually a hundred percent accurate. If you are a horror film fan, you have to be able to pull out. No, this is the definitive ranking on which in this series is good, and let me tell you why. I have it for Spider Man. If you guys go on my letterboxed on my list, you'll see everything. I have Spider Man MCU rankings. I have every Disney movie I've ever seen ranked. Like I have. Yeah, I have like wow. everything. I love a good ranking. So I'm really excited for the new one. So hopefully I can get to those before that one comes out. So what am I going to read next? Also, I have absolutely no idea. We'll talk about this uh, a little bit later in the episode. As far as like how you decide what you're going to read next, I'm just, I'm a mood reader extraordinaire. If you look in any of my social media bios, like that <laughs> is actually what it said says, uh, mood reader extraordinaire. So I have no idea what I'm going to be reading. But I will say one thing that's on my radar as I was searching on the Audible Plus catalog uh, last night. For those of you that are unfamiliar, like if you have an Audible actual subscription, like obviously you get your credit every month, but there's also a whole catalog that you have access to for free. I mean, there's actually some pretty decent stuff on there. I mean, it kind of cycles in and out in the same Mm -hmm. way that like Netflix does, but there is a book called American Girl by Wendy Walker in the catalog right now, but it's about a girl who works at like a sandwich shop. She just graduated high school. She is autistic and all of a sudden her boss is murdered and everyone is a suspect. But that's like the only other thing that's like really on like my radar as far as what I I think that I'm about to be in a thriller mood, especially if I really like the one. So that will be kind of determinant on what I decide to read next. So so do you have any books to haul? I have been pretty good this year. I have not bought anything, but, but, but I got an email from Thrift Books saying that I have a free book and if I don't use it soon, it's going to expire. So I was like, <laughs> who would I be? Who would I be to not get a free book? Um, right? Hell yes. So I got Dead Girls. This is by Abigail Hardelin. Mm. This is, a, it takes place in the late 1990s. And it's about this girl whose best friend dies, I believe. And she tries to bring her back, like, with a Ouija board or something. Ooh, spooky. And, like, something happened. She has to hunt down the killer of, like, her best friend. And, like, it sounds really good. I'm very excited for this. I got this book called The End of Men. I forget who the author is. I got this from Book Outlet because um, a coupon. It was, like, $2 after everything, which... I'll take it. This is about a woman who she learns that there's this pandemic that's only killing men and nobody's believing her. I don't know what passed that. I heard pandemic. And you were like, dead men? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm like the end of men. 
<laughs> Let's do it. But yeah, um, have you gotten anything recently? Um, so my birthday was January 17th. So it's yes, been like birthday. a week. I'm old. Thank you so much. Oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, but I did receive a couple of things for my birthday. Um, I had actually entered a giveaway for the first book that I'm going to talk about. Like I just entered a giveaway randomly on Instagram. I was like, oh, why not? She sent me a message like later that night because it was like a flash giveaway. It was only like so many hours. And she was like, so you didn't win the giveaway, but I saw it's your birthday. So I'm going to send it to you anyway. And I was like, no, oh you God. don't have to do that. Like, That's incredible. I know. I was like, you really don't have to do that. She was like, no, I want to. Please let me. I was like, okay, fine. But that <laughs> like, who am I? Listen, who am I to say no to a free book? So, uh, but that book is Benny Rose, The Cannibal King by Haley Piper, which I have talked about Haley Piper before. Yes. It's part of the Rewind or Die series from Unnerving Press. It's like very 80s um, slasher. Like I have read a couple of books from that series so far and I've liked what I've read. So I'm pumped, but it's like, it's basically about like an urban legend, um, which becomes more than an urban legend. Like, you know, as you find out through the course of the book. So we were talking about folk horror. So, you know, I'm all about it. Um, Sounds incredible. (laughs) I know. Um, and then I was also gifted Waif by Samantha Kolsnick, which is also horror. This is from Grindhouse Press, which if if the name of the press tells you anything, she also wrote a book called True yeah. Crime, which was excellent, but it was absolutely disturbing and seriously fucked up. I expect nothing less about this book, but it's got really high reviews so far. Um, and it's about an unhappy housewife that gets uh, involved with an underground queer gang called the Waifs, and she has to hold choose- on, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, what's it called? It's called Wave, W-A-I-F, um, and the author is Samantha Kolsnick. Um, But she has to choose between her perfect life, her perfect idyllic life, or this seedy scene that seems to be, um, you know, like, giving her her groove back, so to speak. Um, but there's apparently, like, snuff films and, like, all kinds of stuff in it. So um, it's definitely going to be interesting. Too. Yeah, yeah. She... That's one of the things I really love short horror because it gives you the opportunity to just like it punches you in the face with it. And she does that really well, especially with like true crime. So I, again, expect nothing less from her in this book. I am so excited for this. I just added it to my my want to read. There's only 122 pages. So like even if I don't like it, it's 122 pages. I'm sure if you I'm she writes more in the vein of extreme horror. So I don't know how you feel about extreme horror, but girl, I'll take anything. Anything horror, just give it to me. Okay. Um, so that one I did get. And then I was also gifted Marrow Thieves by Sherry Demoline. Um, Mm -hmm. Shane Hawk, who is an indigenous author who wrote the short story collection, um, Anoka actually sent me this and like, I know I was like, what? (laughs) I'm shocked. Um, but Marathi is, it's a dystopian. Um, it's like a climate climate ravaged world, um, has made it to where people can't dream anymore, but indigenous people are the only people who can dream and the cure for this is apparently in the marrow of their bones. So as you can imagine, things get a little bit intense. And apparently a sequel just came out. Um, so I, this is a book, I know Books and Lala, Kayla from Books and Lala. Yes, she, that's, who, that's where I learned it from, Kayla. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. She raved about this book. So I have high hopes for that. I think I'm going to love it. But those were the three things that I got. So All right. So haul books. Um, so very last thing in our normal, uh, you know, our normal question and answer round, I guess. Um, is there anything upcoming that you are anticipating? I know you have already talked about um, Texas Chainsaw and then the No Exit adaptation. What else do you have for me? I have this book coming out. I actually went through and made my whole most anticipated reads for the year list. This book is called I Must Betray You. It's by Ruta Sepetis. Have you heard of this author? I have heard of that author. I have not read anything by her though, but um, I am intrigued by that title alone. I'm not a big fan of historical fiction, but she is one of my favorite YA authors. Mm-hmm. She wrote Between Shades of Grey, um, and I read that way back in middle school so it's been a lot longer than i want to say um <laughs> but stop this takes i have place... like 10 years on you get out of my face Shut up. <laughs> 
takes place in 1989 in Romania, follows a 17-year-old boy who is blackmailed by the police to become an informer. He's left with two choices, betray everyone and everything he loves, or use his position to creatively undermine the most notoriously evil dictator in Eastern Europe. Okay. What about you? Do you have anything coming up that you're really excited about? Um, so I actually do. Oh my god, I do. Anyone who has like followed me on YouTube or Instagram or anywhere knows I have recommended the book Come Closer by Sarah Grant like a million times. It's a possession story. It's a little short novella. Um, it's, in my opinion, it's like one of the best um, possession horror stories that I've ever read. Uh, she is coming out with a new book that I am super pumped about. It's called The Book of Most Precious Substance. And it's a thriller versus a horror, but it is about a rare book dealer who is searching for the world's most powerful occult book ever written, which gives me like Clive Barker, Books of Blood vibes. You know what I mean? Just based on I've loved what I've read by her. And then just just that sentence, like I'm like, yes. And that releases February 8th. Okay. The other book that I am super excited about is Dead Silence by S.A. Barnes. This is going to release on February 1st. And it Yo, is what? being described as the Titanic that meets The Shining. Sound- but it's in space. It's space horror. (laughs) Let me ask you something. Have you ever seen the film Event Horizon? Never heard of it. Okay, so I need you to add that to your list immediately. Right now. Yes, like I am dead ass. You need to add that to your list immediately because that is, to me, one of the like definitive space horror films. Like it has. Lawrence Fishburne, Sam oh my Neill. God. Yeah, um, Sam Neill. That was who I yeah. couldn't think of. I actually have seen a couple of like deep dives into that that movie. And apparently, like there's a couple of scenes that are like pretty gruesome. Apparently, it was like way worse than the film that we actually got. They were forced to take like some of the stuff out. But it's it didn't receive like very good um, critical reviews, but it ended up kind of becoming a cult classic. And the reason that I tell you to ask that to your list is because the description of titanic meets the shining in space is like event horizon i don't know why it wasn't compared to event horizon like it's 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 really good it's really good i need to watch it to my watch list and it's on hbo max so i will probably yeah i'll probably watch it pretty soon yes absolutely but those are the two books um that are coming out in february that i am most pumped about Now, we're going to talk about every reader's favorite thing, or maybe also the scariest thing in our reader's lives. It's the TBR. If you don't know what that stands for, if you're new here, that means to be read. And I don't know about you, Sam, but how big is your TBR? Talk about <laughs> oh. all the formats. I want to hear all about it. How big is it? Okay, so this it's not 100% accurate, okay? Um, the physical books is 100% accurate. So, okay, my physical TBR, the books that I own, according to my spreadsheet, it is 560 books total, okay? No, 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 that's not... <laughs> Let me stop right there. Those are, That's all the books that I own. <laughs> that's all the books that I own. That's not how many I have left to read, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Girl, no, okay. you got me scared. So, physical books... <laughs> I own a total of 560, okay? I have read 310 of those. So I have 250 to read. So I have read roughly 55% of my physical TBR. Now, notice I am putting stress on the fact that this is physical TBR because as everyone knows, there are multiple formats that you can consume books in. This includes um, eBooks and I listen to a shit ton of audiobooks. So eBooks... I have well over 250 of them. I couldn't tell you what the ratio is that I read and what I haven't read, to be honest. And some of those that I have, I have oh ebooks and then I have physical copies of the same book. There is probably a significant amount of overlap in between those two things. And then the same thing goes with audiobooks as well. I have 355 books in Audible. This is over, you, you're making that face, but this is over the course of probably seven or eight years. Okay. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Yeah. Exactly. And I have read 71% of those books. Not bad at all. So, exactly. So that's not terrible. Um, <laughs> Next time, don't leave it to 500. In... <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all could have seen his face. He was like, oh my God, like absolutely I was shocked. stressed out for you. <laughs> 
This is after, like, I went through um, last year and, like, really called my bookshelves and, like, really took out the things that I either knew that I wasn't going to read Mm-hmm. Um, or just, I, at one point had the tendency to keep books that I had read that were popular, even if I didn't necessarily like them. And I made the decision that like, why am I going to do that? Like, if it's my library, if it, these are the books that I'm going to physically be looking at, like, I want to be surrounded by the books mm-hmm. that I genuinely love. So I am pretty tough on myself when it comes to unhauling books. Like if I read a book and I'm not like in love with it, it's it would not go on my shelf. It wouldn't go back on my shelf. It's going to go into a box. We're going it, to, it's going to find another home. Somebody else yeah. needs to love this book, you know? So what about you? Tell me about your TBR. So I don't have an exact number because I suck and I honestly <laughs> forgot to count them, but I know that I have about 90 physical books, which I have a 90 TBR books. Um, as far as physical books I probably have about maybe 200 total maybe mm-hmm. like 150 or something I used to have a huge like um over the bed like book shelf and it was like rainbow like color coordinated oh, I remember that yep yeah that was how I used to be and I used to have like probably like 700 books but girl I, I move at least once a year I am tired oh I don't know how you do books. that I don't know either. I'm trying to stop that soon. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> I just honestly just got tired of moving books everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, my goal this year is to actually read all of my physical books, all my physical TBR books. Think, That's the goal. Yeah. It's a goal for sure. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it, but I have faith in myself. And I, usually the only books I do read are from my from my house. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking I can do it because if I get an audiobook, I can get an audiobook for something I already own. Hopefully, yep. We'll see how fa- how far I can get done with it. We'll see if I can get any at all. And that's um, what I've done a lot is get like audiobooks for books that you already own, like through the library and stuff like that. I've yeah. That's how I got through. Like you know, again, it's my spreadsheet that I have, but that's how I got through a lot of the books that I had um, last year that came off of my TBR. Cause I try and like try and half and half it. I don't always do a good job, but you know, and talking about like how many books you have and you want to go through and like read your own books this year. So how do you decide what you're going to read next? I am kind of a TBR person. I'm not really like monthly TBRs. Um, Sam actually shared this, um, Google sheets with me for to catalog your physical books. And I have used that um, and I actually have changed it a little bit where I have a tab for each month for the rest of this year. And within that tab, I have my TBR for the month. I have my watch list for the month. I have my any new releases coming out and I also have any new releases for movies coming Ooh. out. So I'm trying to put, you know, books I want to read that month. Like I have four so far for February. And then like if a adaptation is coming out one month, I want to be able to read the book before that. If I want to watch the adaptation... So like a month before that, I'll I'll read the book or mm-hmm. something. A lot of times though, I'm kind of a mood reader as well. Like I had Sam pick a book for me a few weeks ago, or I'll do a I'll do a poll on Twitter or Instagram or something. Really, I'm just a mood reader. I mean, I'll plan stuff, but honestly, a lot of times that I don't end up reading what I plan <laughs> to read. So, what about you? Are you a, are you a planner? Are you a um, a mood reader like you said? Right. So whenever I first started like BookTube and like really got involved in the booktronet, like I thought you had to have a TBR. Like these are the things you have to read every month. And I found out that that really just didn't work for me. If I try and read a book that I am not in the mood for like it could be an absolutely amazing book but if I'm not in the mood for it like I'm not going to enjoy it so I try really hard not to force myself to read something that I'm not in the mood for mm-hmm. so 100% mood reader mood reader extraordinaire um I tend to get into like hyper fixations so like a really good example last year is I read three Catherine ryan howard books like in a row and then i went through a period where i think i read three or four books back to back that were all like mythology like greek mythology um i i just you know like i follow what i'm interested in at the time so like i can feel myself starting to get into like the mood for thrillers or like in the mood for folk horror like i will probably follow that thread for like several books and then i'll get interested in something else and just kind of like swing the other way it just it really depends um a really good example of how i decide what to read next this this happened to me during the month of um january is i saw a single tweet 
about Elizabeth Holmes, who was the CEO of Theranos. Um, and she was like going through her trial at the end of last year and stuff. Um, I saw a single tweet about that and was interested in who she was and what that was about. And there is a true crime book like, called- Here I go. Yes, literally. No, I'm not kidding because I saw that single tweet, looked it up, found the book from the library, listened to the book from the library. It's um, Bad Blood, by the way. I can't remember the author's name. I'm so sorry. Um, read the book. There is a podcast that the author of the book also did after the fact that was kind of following like the trial and stuff. Um, because the mm -hmm. book was written before any criminal charges were laid against her. And then in addition to that, there is a, um, what is it called? A documentary on HBO Max. And I also watched that. So like, that's what I'm saying. Like I get into these hyper fixations and I want to like know everything about that thing. Like right now I, I've been watching like a lot of true crime stuff, like things about cults I'm finding really, really interesting. Um, and in like, my watch list and, and my TBR or like what I choose to read next, like it tends to all follow threads like that. You know, that's just how my brain works. My fear is because I've been for probably for the last two years or so, I've been mostly in a thriller mood. My fear is that I just won't read any of my contemporary books <laughs> and then I'll get rid of them. And then I will then be in a contemporary mood. No, I'm the same way. I'm extremely selective on the types of contemporaries I read and like when I'm in the mood for them. So like contemporaries, I I want you to punch me in the face with feelings. Same. You know? I don't want a cheesy, happy, I don't want be happy. Just... No, no. Joy? What is that? No, I want you to just absolutely destroy my soul. Please. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. No romance. <laughs> I mean, every once in a while, like I'll read one that like surprises me. So like a good example of that, not last year, but year before last I read, oh, what the fuck was that book called? The Kiss Quotient by um, Helen Wong. Mm -hmm. I yes. loved it. I read the sequel, I think, loved or like it. one of the companion books. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Broad Test. Yes. I, I have that, that and haven't read it yet. So what books have been on your TBR the longest? Girl. <laughs> I mean... I have some books on here that I don't remember what they're even about. I have the, it's called The Night Olivia Fell. I forget who it's by. I meant to bring the book in here with me. Um, it's about this woman who's, um, I believe her daughter falls off like a school building. Oh, Jesus and Christ. And is like murdered. <laughs> and like she has to like. It's not she's, funny. Like, I'm so sorry. It. <laughs> she's not a real person. Who cares? It, it, it is funny. <laughs> I'm sorry to Olivia, but I mean, hey, I don't know, I'm going to make sure that's what it's actually about. Um, you killed me. I'm dead. I'm absolutely dead. <laughs> so this is, uh, it's by Christina McDonald. Okay. And, uh, okay, she fell off a bridge. It's <laughs> 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 a fucking school. Where did I get school building from? <laughs> oh my god, I am actually dead. I'm I, I'm dead. Okay. I'm on the floor. I am deceased. And we can, <sighs> we can laugh because we don't know who this like. It's not a real bitch, so like we can laugh about it. It's not based on um, a true story. It's fine. It's fine. Everything is no, fine. It said it says Olivia has fallen off a bridge. Not only is Olivia brain dead. Oh my god. Oh, that's so she's sad. She's pregnant. What? And must remain on life support to keep her baby alive. And then okay, this gets serious. And then Abby sees the angry bruises circling her olivia's wrist oh, like, my, oh my god oh, the baby daddy it? tried to kill so, her mm. i guess i think it sounds pretty good i mean i thought it sounded better whenever she fell off a school building <laughs> but i think it would be really um, hard to survive that so um now we know it's not about a, a girl falling off a school building um <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what about you what's the what's the longest book you've had do you know um so i actually ended up using goodreads for this like what i've added on goodreads um and i started using goodreads in 2010 okay so <laughs> hello it's 2022 <laughs> i told you i go back a long way okay so the things that were on my tbr the longest through um goodreads are like classics like i think the very first thing on there is like the odyssey by homer and you can tell like the day that i started using goodreads and i just like went through and added a bunch of shit um but some of the books that like i still have an interest in reading that have been on there the longest um come from my stephen king collection which 
those are books that I know that I will actually be reading because I am working my way through his whole like bibliography um, in chronological order. So I added a bunch of that, um, a bunch of classics. And then there's actually a bunch of Chuck Palahniuk's that I added in like 2015. Um, and I still do own those. But I have a, like, Chuck Palahniuk is extremely hit or miss for me. So, and he's like, he's very controversial, like, as an author and just in the way that he writes. So, mm-hmm. you know, a good example is, like, Invisible Monsters. Have you ever read Invisible Monsters? I have never read anything by him. I do want to watch Fight Club eventually. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard it's a very boy movie. It is. But, I mean, I um, thought that it was a pretty decent movie, though. Yeah, but no, I have never read anything by him. Okay. So the thing that everyone applauds about Invisible Monsters, and I will not say what that thing is because in my opinion, it's a huge spoiler for the book. But the thing that everyone applauds Invisible Monsters for, I found to be like incredibly offensive. Incredibly offensive. Invisible Monsters in the way that a lot of things in that book were treated reminded me very much of American Psycho by Brett Easton Ellis, which is like commentary on like the whole like yuppie movement and, you know, like materialistic, um, you know, like very into like outward appearances like that's what it kind of reminded me of the movies on my watch list for this month which one american psycho the american psycho that is yeah. actually that that was that's like in my top tier like as far as um horror films i fucking love that movie anyway the book is a little bit different but the movie is really good anyway so those the Palinic books and then like the Stephen King's and then those couple of classics have been on there longest but I think the book that I know that I have wanted to read for the longest that I haven't read is definitely House of Leaves oh, oh girl I don't blame you I mean right I, I would be putting that off for a long time can I tell so. you why like House of Leaves though is the reason that I know that that's been on my radar for the longest is because <laughs> this is so fun um in high school there was a guy that I was like super into in high school, right? And he was very oh like God. he was very <laughs> God, I hope I'm not gonna say any names, but there's like a couple of people who will know exactly who the fuck I am talking yeah. about. So I'm like, please don't ever listen to my podcast. Um <laughs> But he specifically I had such a massive crush on him. A oh massive God. crush on him. He was like he was so what's the word? I can't even think of the right word, but he was like so emo and he was so like, you know, I read House of Leaves and I've annotated it and like, you know what I mean? Like he was one of those dudes. So like, meanwhile, one of my best friends at the time ended up like getting with him. No, right. (laughs) Oh my God. Not the YA book. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Total, total YA moment there. Yeah. That was how I first um, learned that that book existed was because of a boy. Was he like a stan or something? Do it. Like, did he love it? Oh, he absolutely he loved, loved it. Like he had read it and he'd annotated it and he like got super deep about it and everything. And meanwhile, it's like, dude, we're like 17 years old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. you think you know what it's about, but. You're not there yet. <laughs> right. not there yet. Right. Anyway, yeah, that's how I know that, that that's the book that's been on my TBR the longest, so. What's the most recent addition to your TBR? Anything new? Um, by default, you would probably say like the things that I recently hauled those would be the things that are like most recently on my TBR um but a couple of things that I may have not mentioned um there is a anthology by that was edited by Max Booth um who's the author Mm -hmm. of We Need to Do Something which is a film as well I think I've heard of that it's on Hulu um the book is really good it's like a novella it's like one of those claustrophobic it takes place in one room it's really good but it's called Lost Contact I yeah i've heard of that movie apparently people do not like it they don't like it because of the ending because it's like one of those ambiguous endings i've been really oh my i've been really excited for this movie um i'm about to read it before because um sierra mccormick's in it she was in american horror stories Mm -hmm. and people fucking hate her in it but i love her in it (laughs) and it has ozzy osbourne what the oh shit i didn't even know that oh he's a voice of good boy oh my god i know exactly what that reference is and that's one of the craziest moments in the whole book 
Like that was one of those okay. I was reading it and went what the fuck out loud. I'm going to have to read it before the movie because I, I, I forgot that the movie was even an adaptation. So. You can read it in one sitting. It's a short little novella, but I, I definitely recommend. But he's editing. This is from um, his um, Perpetual Motion Machine Press is his um, imprint. The reason that I knew about that is because there is a prequel story to Queen of Teeth um, by Haley Piper in Lost Contact. So um, that's why I'm familiar with that. Some of the other newest additions to my TBR is a lot of things that you have rep- recommended <laughs> in like previous um, episodes of the podcast. Yes, yeah, we love that. Um, so like The Missing by Kirsten Maudlin and The Arrangement. Um, you know how I said you should read all of her books? Oh, no. Don't, <laughs> don't read the, the Dream Job, which I did not talk about, but that was my first one star of the year. Oof. Yeah, so when I say read all of her books, y'all, I don't mean all of them anymore. <laughs> I mean those two. <laughs> don't read any until I say they're good. So what about you? What is um the most recent addition to your TBR? It's the, the Chalk Man by CJ Tudor. Is that what the author's name is? Oh my god, yes. Yes. I'm, I'm whispering really because I really hated that book, Dylan. <gasps> I really did like okay let me can I tell you why I hated it go for it because it it is a straight up ripoff of um I shit you not there's so many parallels and then there was like a um there was a line in particular where I read that and I literally like chucked the book I threw it I'm not kidding I was like you motherfucker because Listen, it is absolutely 100% fine to be inspired by things, but, and it's fine to, you know, like put nods to certain things like within your books. Um, But I just felt like he pushed that a little bit too far in that particular book. Now, I will say that I am in the minority. Okay, I'm absolutely in the minority. So like, don't let what I have to say, like color your your thoughts or whatever on it. Because a lot of people do really like that, uh, um, that book. So, you know, like, I hope that you love it. I really, really do. I did not though. It was your first one star of 2018. <laughs> and I was so pumped to read it too. Oh my God, you made it till June 4th of 2018 to get one one star. Good for you, girl. Listen, I am so selective about what I read. I like know what I'm gonna like. So like, I don't get very many like two in one star books. What's a book on your TBR you'll probably never get to? Do you have one that you're like, "Mm, Oh yeah, absolutely. Maybe not. Anna Karenina. I would not get to that one either. (laughs) I have tried to read this no less than four times and the names fuck me up so bad that I just like, I can't. I feel like if maybe I tried- Is it like a gajillion pages? Oh my God. And it's so long. Yes. It's super, super long. And I feel like maybe if I tried to listen to the audio, I could maybe get through it. But I just don't know if I have like the mental fortitude, you know? I would give up five pages in. I liked the movie. So like, I know what happens. It has Kira Knightley in it. And I think Jude Law- Maybe. Ooh, I do love Jude Law. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he's in it. It's like, when I tell you it's like the most dramatic shit, though, it's so fucking dramatic. So nobody's going to be surprised to hear this. I will probably never read Home Before Dark and The Last Time I Lied, both by Riley Sager. Sager? Sager? Yes. I just don't, well, Home Before Dark, I don't really care about like paranormal-y type of stories. Mm -hmm. So I'm just not excited for that. And um, the last time I lied, I've gotten like five pages in, but like I've tried to read it so many times and I just do not care. And I think I'm just done with Riley Sager. Like it's just not happening. Yeah, I I have to agree with you that I am on the same page as you as far as like Riley Sager. And I feel like every time I ask for a thriller, I was actually on Instagram just last night. Like this is what made me start the one because (laughs) y'all, I was like, hey, I think I'm in a thriller mood. Like what thriller should I read? Like on Instagram and like people I literally put on there. I was like, do not recommend me Riley Sager, please. Because I read two of his books and they were just like so okay that I really, I'm, I'm just not interested. I'm sorry. And then after he like showed his ass and like gave all that shade to Grady Hendrix because apparently he thought that he like owned the the rights to writing about Final Girls. Like you can just absolutely like get the fuck out of here with your shit. Anyway, Dylan messaged me and said, bitch, if you do not read the one by John Mars. <laughs> I mean, it's a perfect opportunity <laughs> because it's, it's the book that got me out of my biggest reading slump of my life like my three-year reading slump mm-hmm. so i was like girl if you don't read this 
like to get out of your reading slump. Yes, because I'm definitely like Goblin is making me feel very slumpy. So I'm very excited to just be fucking done with it. But yes. yes. Anyways, I completely agree with you. Continue. Every single thing else I read by him has just been trash. Which is unfortunate, but um, do you have a book that you're super excited to get to on your TBR? Absolutely. Um, What are they? Tell me all about it. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I've actually talked about this in a previous episode, um, but Brother by Anya Allborn because girl you have yes i'm so excited for you to read that i know i'm like it's one of the last books of hers that i have left to read she's about to come out with something new i think but i think there's this one and like maybe one other one if i remember correctly for those of you that don't know it's about a family of serial killers in appalachia sign me the fuck up for me i am really excited to read the family upstairs this is by lisa jewel it is um i don't know if you guys have seen on instagram and twitter there's like this 12 recommendations by 12 friends to like try to read this year and i had like five people recommend that book to me and i'm just really excited to read it it's like a i don't know it's a domestic thriller that's all i know that's all i really need to know and i've heard really good things and a sequel just came out apparently which i don't see a lot of sequels for thrillers like that often i feel like i gotta tell you i read one lisa jewel and was so unimpressed that i never read another book by her was it then she was gone I used to have that and I got rid of it. But both Gabby from Gabby Reads and Kayla from Books and Lala gave it two stars. They're like the two people whose reading tastes like I coincide with the most. So hate read. (laughs) (laughs) I probably want to turn into that. We'll see. We'll see about that one. Okay. So then tell me three books on your TBR that you know for certain you're going to get to this year. I have The Honey Don't List. This is by Christina Lauren. I don't know what it's about, but it seems like a very Valentine's Day ebook. Mm-hmm. And I've had it for a while. I got it at Ollie's, which I don't know if you have an Ollie's mm-hmm. near you, if you know what that is. Yep, there's one in my hometown. I've enjoyed a lot of Christina Lauren in the past. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to read an adult contemporary romance, Wait a minute. it's probably going to be them. Wait a minute. Isn't Christina Lauren actually two authors? Yes. I just found that out on Twitter a couple days ago and like my mind was serious? fucking blown. Oh I was like, are you like, I've never read a Christina Lauren book, but I had no idea right. it was two authors. None whatsoever. Yeah. They're like two best friends and they like great romance. That together. is amazing. Yeah. Like talk about living your best fucking life. Someone lied to me years ago. They're like, it's a mother and daughter, like whatever. I'm like, that's fucking weird. Cause it's like some of their books are like really erotic i know they're like spicy it's not okay yeah apparently it's just friends i mean if you happen to be a mother or daughter duo out there who writes my i mean do what you gotta do but i I don't know if i want a relationship that open with my mother i'm just saying i I wouldn't i would not even read a smut book in front of my body absolutely not you are 100 percent correct i will also read the chalk man which now that we've had this discussion i don't know how that's gonna go (laughs) and then i want to read the ruins by um scott scott smith yes scott smith Mm -hmm. that is on um my list because i want to rewatch the movie because i love the movie and that is one of your favorite books of all time yes it is I'm, I'm trying to get through some of yours this year. So I have that book. So I've got to read it soon. Love it. What about you? Um, so I have a couple of different books um, that I'm fairly certain I will be getting to. One. So first of all, I'm very terrible when it comes to series. Okay. Like really, Same. really bad. I will start a series and never finish it. And I started last year mm-hmm. the African Immortal series by Tanana Reevedu. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she wrote The Good House. Um, I've heard yes. of it. Yes. Yeah. And another book of hers that I recommend relentlessly is Ghost Summer, which is a short story collection of hers. But um, I started her African Immortal series last year, and I have one more to read. It's the last one in the series, My Soul to Take. Um, but the series itself is um, basically about this woman who has this idealistic life. She has this perfect husband. Like everybody in her life calls him Mr. Perfect because you know, like he's fucking amazing. So she has this great family and great life um, until one day she finds out that her husband is actually like this immortal being and her finding that out um, actually puts these events into motion that will change everything. So there's definitely like this creepy element to it. There are some, a little bit of horror elements to it, but I would say it deals, it's like more so almost like an urban fantasy. It's, it's really good. Like the series itself has been really good. Um, so I'm excited to I wrap added that the one first up. one to my TBR. Yes. Um, and it's one of those series too, where like, if you read the first one and didn't want to continue on with the rest of them, like it, I guess it kind of ends on like a cliffhanger, but like, if you really didn't want to continue with the series, like you could not, 
you know. They are spread out too. Yeah. The first one came out in 97, then 2001, then 2008, then 2011. Jesus. Yeah, she has, she's written a lot, but you can definitely tell like each of the books, they're, they're spread out in our time and then they're spread out in time within the book as well. Oh, Right, which is, you know, like another reason where if you just wanted to read one, like you could get away with just reading the one. So, so I definitely want to read that. Um, I read her for the first time last year and she's become one of my favorite authors like hands down for sure. Another book that I know that I want to read is Betty by Tiffany McDaniel, which is a contemporary, shocking, but it is about a biracial um, indigenous girl and it's kind of like her coming of age. From my understanding, it's actually loosely based off of her mother's experience, I think, but I keep seeing how this book has just absolutely destroyed people. I do have the audiobook, um, so I think I got it on like Libro FM, but I'm like pumped about that one. But I, it's one of those that I know that I'm going to have to be like in a specific frame of mind to read it. So I'm just hoping that I actually like get to be in that frame of mind so that I can actually read it because I've had it since last year and just haven't read it. Um, and the very last thing that I know for absolute certain I'm going to get to is Needful Things by Stephen King. Yes, I'm back on my Stephen King bullshit today. Um, <laughs> I believe I've mentioned this, but I'm in the process of reading his books in chronological order. And this is the next one. Um, this is actually one that I have not read before. It's one of the Castle Rock novels, but I think it's like, it's about a place in Castle Rock. And when you need stuff, it's there. That's all, like, I'm going to be honest. That's all I really know about it. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's one of, like, it's one of, um, I think it's one of his well-known, like most well-known books. Honestly, there's a film adaptation as well. I'm pretty sure. Um, but I hear, because this is a Castle Rock novel, there's a lot of connections to mm-hmm. his like multiverse so to speak so i'm interested to read that all right so that is that was the tbr that was the tbr discussion i do so how do you feel like i i have questions like how do you feel do you feel like are you ready to tackle your tbr or like now that you've like put it out there like are you feeling overwhelmed like tell me about it dylan i want to challenge myself and we will have this to look back on i'm going to challenge myself (laughs) to get my tbr down to at least 30 books by the end of the year. So it's at least 60 books I have to read approximately. Okay. And if I get rid of some, I also take some off. But my goal is to get it down to at least 30 books. We'll see. I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm very scared okay. now that I said that. But sometimes you just got to push yourself, you know, get it done. So what about, are you scared? Are you feeling? I don't necessarily think I'm scared. I think whenever I like look at it and like, especially like my physical TBR, I read 55% yeah. of what I own. And I don't, I don't think that that's bad, honestly. Like, I I think having read at least half of what I own is great. But I will say the goal that I have for myself in the books that I read this year, I do want at least half of them to come from my shelves. Let's just do some quick math, okay? So I set my my reading goal to 100 books on Goodreads, right? However, comma, I did read 164 books last year. So I feel like I can make it in the realm of 150. So that's about 75 books that I would be reading from you can do it. my own personal library. And I think I said I have like what 250 75 so that That's would bring me down to 175 yeah I love statistics like I love math I have like all these spreadsheets and stuff or like what I read and that sort of thing um how do you how do you track your reading Dylan like just quick overview like do you use spreadsheets do you just use Goodreads like what do you do um before this year I've only used Goodreads um but I I'm going to start using that Google Sheets that I talked about because I want to put my wrap ups mm-hmm. as well. I don't know what I'm going to do with the information. I don't know if next year I'll just make an entirely different document and have next year's on there and just keep this one for safekeeping. Right now it's just it's just good reads and that. What about you? Do you do you like spreadsheets for whenever you finish a book or Yeah, so I actually have a master spreadsheet. Um and it's actually a spreadsheet that I got from um Brock from Let's Read. Mm-hmm. And he does it every year. I can probably, I would think that I can probably put a link to it in the show notes if anybody is interested. Um, And you can save it. It is in Google Docs. But like you have the book survey. I can also track like any acquisitions through there. Mm -hmm. Like you can put like where you got them. You can also track your book spending in this spreadsheet if you really wanted to. (laughs) I've... (laughs) 
<laughs> Listen, I made the mistake not – it was a couple of years ago. I made the mistake of actually tracking my book spending, and y'all, it was shameful. Um, Say in the last couple of years, it's gotten, like, much less. I've definitely utilized my library more. Yes. Um, but, you know, like, when you look at – like, I have a subscription for Libro FM. I have a subscription for Audible. Like, when you add that up – um, but, you know, it's not it's not terrible. But I do really like the spreadsheet because – not only do you have like your acquisitions and your categories, like there is in the summary, it will tell you the percentages of like your genres, like the percentages of your page count across genres, like your formatting, if the books that you are reading could be considered diverse, you know, and there's like a bunch of different categories in that, like, is it LGBTQ? Is it, you know, solely having to do with race? Is it just the author who is like a non-white author? Mm -hmm. um, you know, things like that. Um, and you can also like make edits and repurpose certain categories as you want to. Like an example is I wanted to track last year, like how many books I was reading specifically by black authors. Mm -hmm. um, so I was able to go in and look at that, you know, just so I was a little bit more aware of what I was reading. Um, Good. Especially, yeah. right, when you're so, the genres that I read from, particularly horror and thrillers, are extremely white dominated, you know, yeah. and you have to be very, very mindful of what you're reading. Like queer horror is definitely um, becoming more of a thing. Like finding black authors in horror can be a little bit of a challenge. Like you you have to seek those out. So it's just kind of to keep myself accountable to do that, you know, yeah, and not good. just like, oh, here's all the black authors during Black History Month. Like that's not what we do in this house. No, you know? we do it all year, every year, and we could all be exactly. better about it as well. We're not perfect or anything, but... Exactly, exactly. All right, so that is a wrap for this episode where we tackled the dreaded TBR. Um, if you guys are interested in talking to us about your TBR, you want to share what your stats are or how you track your reading or anything like that, you can find us both online. You can find me um, on Twitter at Leanslit and on Instagram at Leans.lit. You can also find me on Goodreads. All of the links will be in the show notes. Uh, Dylan, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Dylan is reading. Don't remember my Twitter name, so I won't say it, but it'll be all be mm -hmm. down below as well, as well as my Goodreads and Letterboxd and all that good stuff. You can also find us directly on Twitter, the podcast itself at SWBpod. Remember to subscribe on whatever platform you would like to listen to us on. It really helps. And also what helps more is if you give us a five star review. We don't know how it helps, but it does somehow. And we've gotten a five star review already and it's very sweet. We'd love to see them. So if you'd like to leave a five star review, please do so. And you can find our show notes on our website at sorrywerebookedpod.podbean.com. And I also know, at least on the podcast app for Apple, it's also down below. Each one of the books we talk about will be in the show notes, and they'll be all linked to bookshop.org, which is a affiliate link, and it will help you support the podcast and indie bookstores at the same time. What could be better? The next episode will be out on February 14th. It's Valentine's Day. Yay. So we will be talking about romance in the next episode, which is going to be interesting because I don't read like a ton of romance, but I have like some pretty fire wrecks. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be off brand for us, but you know what? We'll make it work. We absolutely we'll will. It. Listen, you absolutely can find horror and romance like so I'm I'm fixing to blow y'all's we'll mind. Make it work. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna make it work today. Okay. So yes, um, we will be talking about romance in the next episode. How exciting! Thank you guys so much for joining us today and listening, and we will uh, see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.